0: Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. This episode's guest is Heather Teresa Kelly. She is the founder and CEO of Heather's Choice, a line of dehydrated meals and snacks for adventuring. And let me tell you, she is an absolute boss. Born and raised in Bird Creek, Alaska, Heather is an avid outdoors woman who loves nothing more than pack crafting, picking blueberries and planning her next backcountry trip. She's a two-time NCAA national champion, an all-American in women's rowing, evolutionary nutritionist, and certified psychology of eating coach that turned into a food entrepreneur. In her free time, Heather shares stories of entrepreneurship on her podcast, Relentless and Ridiculous, and let me tell you, you've got to listen to this, and she mentors her fellow aspiring business leaders. I am so pumped that Heather is here with us today. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success for vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the app store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. back to Dissecting Success we are here with Heather Teresa Kelly and I'm so pumped that you're here with us because we met through our joint mastermind that we're in and you're just such a boss and I'm just so pumped that you're here with us.
2: Thanks for having me it's uh very cold very dark here in Alaska so I'm just like hibernating for the winter and this is a perfect time to be podcasting (laughs) (laughs)
0: I love it. I love it. It's pretty freezing actually out here in Whistler today as well. So, uh, and it's snowy and beautiful, which is always nice, right? We we trade off beauty for the cold, I feel like sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So so let's dive right in, Heather. There's always one question we'd like to kick off with, and I'm going to dive right in. What does success mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. Right
2: now, what success means to me is really like having fun with what I'm doing and being really fully engaged with it. I currently run a dehydrated food startup here in Anchorage, Alaska. And my journey with this business, Heather's Choice, has been epically bumpy. And that definition of success has continued to be a moving target throughout the entirety of the business. And as an example, back in 2015, like success for me was like a successful Kickstarter campaign, like mission singular, like get funded via this Kickstarter. And now today, you know, however many years later, yesterday I spent all day in a strategic planning session with my board members and my business mentors. And it was like, you know, what success would mean to me is a profitable business And I want to be in every REI store across the country in North America. And like, to that point, it just, it continues to move. Like success is not this one stagnant thing. You get to your milestone and then you immediately pick it up and move it.
1: (laughs) I I think that's brilliant. Like success, we, Teresa and I just had this brilliant conversation yesterday. Success, or for those of you listening last episode, (laughs) (laughs) but this success is the journey. There's not the destination. It's like the journey that is woven between goals. Yeah,
2: absolutely. The journey woven between goals is a good way to put it. Cause now like knowing what my goal is and knowing all that I learned this year, Teresa, you and I both learned a bunch about feminine flow and being in an integrity and enjoying the process. So now I'm trying to kind of interweave that of, how do I achieve goals? How do I get shit done and make good money, but simultaneously have a really good time doing it
0: and like who I am while I am doing it? Yeah, you know, I think that's so powerful. And and obviously, like, we're sort of on a shared journey with that experience. And, And one thing that, you know, as we've had conversations as well, and you sort of mentioned that, you know, it's not always like, it's not this linear path. There's a lot of like things that, you know, happen along the way, you called it bumpy, right? Uh, Talk a little bit about like how much goes into, you know, your success into what you've been creating and maybe things that people don't get to see or hear about the success that you've really created because you've got a pretty cool product with Heather's Choice. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, The Heather's Choice journey
2: started off with me being absolutely broke. I had just moved home to Alaska. I was living in my dad's front yard in a 27 foot camp trailer. Like I'm epically broke at this point (laughs) and I'm in my mid twenties and like, just kind of like doing Heather things like traveling and just doing my own thing. And I had this idea for Heather's Choice and really just got super bullheaded about it and did everything I could. I would house it for people so I could use their kitchens to like actually bring this thing to life. Cause my kitchen and my camp trailer was not big enough for running a dehydrator. Uh, so it started there and now it's to the point where, okay, I've put in a lot of time, a lot of effort I've raised A significant amount of money. I'm about to raise more money via angel investing, which is a lot of rubbing elbows. It's a lot of networking. It's a lot of strategic planning. It's a lot of spreadsheets and pitch decks. Like people don't see that part. They really just see the Instagram feed and they see a little bit behind the scenes of some of the equipment that we've bought and invested in. They see us going to trade shows. Holy cow. It's It's incessant, like every single day, no matter what business you run, like you're thinking about it and you're problem solving. And as soon as you wake up in the morning, immediately you're like, oh shit, forgot about that email, or like, I got to call that person back. And so, sort of like stepping into this thing being, it's more than full time, it's an all the time thing. So, how can you get just really invested in what you're doing all the time. Everything you do contributes to your business or detracts from it.
1: I think that's really brilliant. And I want to just rewind back to something you said about, you know, you're, you're in a raising money for an angel round, and we haven't really in this season talked too much about raising money, but I've worked with a lot of startups and businesses who've raised money Let's talk about that. How many elbows do you got to rub? It's like rubbing a magic lamp for the genie, right? How many elbows do you got to rub or bump or fist bumps until you have that, you know, that yes, those term sheets are in and due diligence is done. You know, I work with some brands that spend literally like 20 hours a day on phones with investor meetings and investor meeting after investor meeting, you know, let's talk about that process because that alone is a full-time job.
2: It's a lot. I got really lucky with Heather's choice because I started it here in Anchorage, which is where I'm from. I had sort of the friends and family fundraising, right? Like my buddy, Jason was like, what do you need to like actually turn this thing into a business? And I'm like, well, I need a commercial dehydrator and quite frankly, a place to live. (laughs) So he's like, okay, you can live in this apartment and here's 5,000 bucks and let's see what you can do with it. So that was kind of like my first Fundraising, if you could say. Pretty quickly, we did our Kickstarter campaign. We raised $54,000 over five weeks, which is another version of fundraising, which was epically hard. And then, really shortly thereafter, we had caught the attention of our local angel community here in Alaska. And so, I actually had investors approaching me recruiting me for accelerator programs, eventually recruiting me to do a round of angel investing. So I got really lucky. That's the story of my life. And now looking forward to this next fundraising round, like I get to kind of actively go out and choose who I want because I know more about my business. I know more about the expertise that I need. So this next round of fundraising is really, really exciting because I've gone through the rigmarole of kind of taking whatever money comes at me to now actively choosing, okay, I want somebody who's in the outdoor industry. I preferably want somebody who's keen on the hunting and fishing market. And I want somebody who's going to like help me make some strategic introductions to help grow the brand. So being in that place of power right now with fundraising feels really good. Uh, where in the past it would have been a bit more like, oh shit, I need money. I need money now. Who has it? (laughs) So I'm glad
0: that dynamic is changing. That's a big, uh, that's a big shift. It must feel so good. I mean, I can sort of sense it, right? Like we see you, our listeners might not see you, but I feel like even your voice shifted when you're like, you know, it's, it's different now. That's so awesome to hear. You know, one thing that, I got curious about because I'm sure you had a lot of no's before you got yeses. How did you navigate this journey and continuing to put yourself out there to, you know, not just get the funding, but really get this business up and running?
2: That's a good question. Cause I, again, I feel like I've gotten really lucky. I actually don't feel like I've gotten a lot of no's like it's more like Heather's choice has been taking me for a ride. And like, I just have to kind of keep up with it. And if anything, my experience, especially right now, is like everybody else is ready. Like almost the universe is like grabbing me by the shoulders and like just shaking me like, Heather, come on, like take the next step. Let's go. And so it's actually been, I feel like the struggle for me has been a lot more just personal development mindset getting myself revved up for this uh because there's been a lot of people on the heather's choice journey that have expected like oh it would be way bigger by now like why has it taken this long like why have you not gone and raised way more or why haven't you expanded faster so i feel like honestly for me it's been like i'm actually the biggest hold up in my business <laughs>
0: Wow, that's a you know a big one to realize though, right? Because I think for a lot of people, they would just, you know, look at sort of the outsides, right? But to actually step back and looking at your business and looking at what you've created and saying, you know what? Right now it's kind of me standing in between where we're now and where that next level is. Like that's like takes a lot of like strength that's like my opinion to be able to do that and own that and being like okay well you know what do i want to be what do i want that next to be right and you're doing work on that too so tell us like what is that next for you
2: the the next for me is really creating a a a good business like quote end quote but honestly, Blair, I'm sure you can relate in the land of startups. It's, it's growth at all costs. It's like pour as much gas on the fire as we need to get this thing off the ground. And that was my mindset for a little while of like, okay, I'm just going to like pour a bunch of resources and money at this and like, see if it takes off. And there's, there's something about that that's fairly inauthentic, right? Like you're, you raise a bunch of money and you spend it as fast as you can and try to grow as fast as you can to like hopefully catch somebody's attention and have a unicorn moment and like sell the damn thing. And honestly, like with product-based businesses, I think that's a little bit harder. You know, we're not a tech company. A tech model does not apply to our dehydrated backpacking food business. So now kind of like putting all of that aside and being like, all right, we're not going to be like a super fast growing tech company. That's going to sell for a 10 to 20 X multiple on top line revenue. Like, let's just put that aside. So then what are we, what are we going to do? And so right now as Heather's choice is building a team of people, like right now I have nine employees, like what can we do to make this place a really awesome place to work? what can we do to really continue to take care of the customers who have been with us since 2014 what can we do to really bolster these retail relationships that we've worked so hard to secure and how do we make it profitable enough that it can pay me well it can pay my employees well and eventually it can cash flow and give money back to our investors like That's a little bit more of the question I'm asking myself now and sort of the the next thing of just making it a really awesome place to work for me and for my employees and for the, the adventure menu, like the products that we offer to just get better and better all the time.
1: I think that's brilliant. And as someone who goes fishing with my husband, and I now say go fishing in quotes because I just go so I can eat beef jerky. Yep. (laughs) And I used to also have drinks, but now I'm sober. But I go for the snacks. Everyone's like, do you fish? I'm like, I have a rod. It's pink. My husband usually sets it up and puts it in my hand. And then if I catch a fish, I give it back to him because I just want to eat snacks on the water but that I digress. <laughs> but what you're saying is something that resonates really hard with me that I've seen with jobs and I've seen with clients I've helped build and what I teach my clients and my community is that you want to build a community. You want to build this this safe place where people can be excited to be, and, you know, people do business with people they like, know, and trust. And so when you build that community of um, customers and stores and, and the team that are essentially ambassadors for your brand, it will grow and you'll have that reflection to the public. And it's, there is no overnight success. And you're right. You aren't a tech company, but look at those tech companies, as fast as they grow, they crash. Right. Right. Like, do you want that? No, you want to sustainably, you know, put your delicious snacks into my backpack so I can go eat them on the lake in BC. And if you crash, how am I going to do that? Yeah, How are you going to do that? Right. So it's about that slow growth is, I think, what really puts those roots deep down into the earth so that you have that foundation so when you grow and you're growing at a steady rate you're able to do all those things like make money for you and have that cash flow and pay your employees well and give your investors back that money and have those really great relationships so i think a sl- like overnight growth could be the dream but it's also kind of a nightmare
2: yeah like we had so many points in heather's choice where we just grew too fast like we didn't have a solid foundation And Blair, I just wanna touch on one thing that I don't know if any other listener is going to relate to this, but I am an only child up until the age of 11. Uh, I am highly independent. Like I was having drinks with somebody the other night and they're like, so who do you hang out with besides your boyfriend, Brad? And I was like, huh? (laughs) Just like, and- You know what, it's
1: a pandemic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, seriously, like my dog. I'm highly competitive and I'm a perfectionist. So like the idea of building a community kind of makes my skin crawl. And I have like, once again, this is where like my business success is all just a reflection of me, right? Like it's taken me a lot of work internally to wrap my head around building a community within Heather's Choice, within our employees. Like company culture, I'm like, oh, gag me. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, I don't want to sing kumbaya. Like, no. And so this year has really been a turning point for me. Teresa is fully aware of like the work that we've been doing with inside of our programs and all of the learning we've been doing. I've had to really step back and say, okay, community makes me sick to my stomach because like, quite frankly, I just want to be left alone to do (laughs) whatever I want to do. How can I lead and build community within Heather's Choice and within our bigger network that feels good to me? And that has really been a steep learning curve, but I've had to be very intentional about it. And a huge part of that has been championing myself to just show up as me, as Heather who has a sailor mouth, as Heather who drinks too much wine, like often, (laughs) like Heather who just is like always five minutes late or like whatever it is, just like embracing all of me and showing up that way and finding ways to connect with the people in my business that's things that I want to talk about. So a prime example of this was within Heather's Choice, we started a book club. So like every week we read a chapter and then on Thursdays we have snacks and we have drinks and we talk about the chapter and like the books are things that I want to read, the topics are things that I want to talk about. And that's sort of my effort at building a community. But like, that took a lot of thought and a lot of intention and a lot of brainstorming for me to really find a sweet spot of how do I want to build community and how do I want to engage, uh, especially as like a highly independent only child brat (laughs) in a lot of ways.
1: But I think that's really special. And like, there is no rules to creating community. Like I used to work for Lululemon and I saw a lot of the stuff they did was extremely innovative with their ambassadors and their community. And I think, to stick with integrity and be cohesive with who you are you're doing what you need to do to build community and there's no one definition of community just like there's no one definition of success so kudos to you for leaning into the discomfort and i'm curious what what book are you guys doing now or what was your last book so
2: we started off with think and grow rich by napoleon hill so like for me talking to my employees about money is like a top Tier priority. Like, I want them to know where every dollar is going. I want them to know what the opportunity is. I want them to see the vision. So, starting with Think and Grow Rich was pretty powerful for us as a company. Now we're reading Shoe Dog, the story of Nike. And it's like such a fun transition from like, okay, here was all this theoretical stuff that we read about. You know, it's all just like, butterflies and rainbows and you just have to do the work. Here's a guy who actually did the work, who like stayed after it and went from selling shoes out of the trunk of his car in the 1960s to Nike being like a $3 billion company. So it's been really, really fun for us to just connect on that level and have something to talk about that's not just Heather's Choice production (laughs) and all of that. So yeah, it's been... It's been a riot. I'm like very, very thrilled with that change that we made internally at Heather's Choice and excited to see where it takes us.
0: It's so fun too that I feel like when you just spoken about this idea of the book club that that was such a thing too that really builds community because you're all doing something together and then sharing around the book you know as sort of a piece that you can get behind as well as someone that you know was looking at a oh god like how do I build community like what do you mean right <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to do that now like hang on a second I'm so good at crushing my own goals you know, how do I get everybody in on that journey? So I just think that's so, so awesome. Uh, so you cool that you came up with that. I mean, it's a fun idea, right? And it works. Like sometimes it's so simple when we make it so complicated and then we find something as simple as a book club and it's like, boom. Yeah. And
2: like, my entrepreneurial journey is like, it's, it's almost like, like the book club is not a super novel idea and not like, Oh, look at me. I came up with this idea for a book club. Like at some point I sat back and asked myself, like, what, what do I want to do to like really step into this role and be a leader in my business and like build community. Uh, and it took some time and just sort of sitting back and waiting. And then wherever the idea came from, it was just like, here
1: you go <laughs> Ooh, I love when ideas drop in it's like you have you put it out to the universe you know something's percolating and then you have that aha moment where the idea drops in
2: yeah
1: I think that's also like a sign of a really good intuitive business leader in my opinion <laughs> because I am trying <laughs> no I mean you, you're, but we are we're all trying that's all we can do. We wake up and do our best. And some days our best is different than other days. And you're fostering the community in your company the way you're able to. And then, you know what, maybe even in the future, you'll open up your, um, you know, on your website, you'll share the books you guys are reading and your customers can also join in. And maybe, you know, there's all these things that you can do still within your comfort level, or you delegate to someone on your team who is more extroverted that wants to spearhead that you never know where that's going to go. And that was unsolicited advice. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I get verbal diarrhea and really passionate about stuff like this. because That's my PR. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) I think, Teresa, do you have any other final questions for Heather before we wrap up this interview that I want to go on forever?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, so fun talking to you, Heather. No, really, it's just the final question. So uh, Blair, why don't you ask this final last piece to get us to the end of this epic episode?
1: All right, Heather, you ready? Buckle up. What is one piece of advice you would give people on their path to success?
2: Ooh, I would say, take care of yourself. Like again, Teresa and I are in the thick of this with all the things that we're learning, but it's so cool to just like hustle and hustle really hard and just work obsessively and like so mighty to be the hardest worker on your team. And right now I'm just like, no, thanks. Like I, I know my worth and my value, like I'm working on knowing my worth and my value is a more accurate statement. Like I know that I have value that is not contingent on my productivity. And I feel like it's so easy to get sucked into that. And even the women that I currently mentor through business stuff, like you can just hear it when they hit that point of burnout. And they're like, I don't know how to keep pushing. And it's like, well, stop pushing, take a step back, take a break, go do something else, come back to it later with inspired action. But we are so encouraged to just like keep pushing as though there is a finish line, as though there is a there. And I would just say for a piece of advice is like, man, Pay attention to your your energy levels. Like when you've got the energy for it, freaking give her. <laughs> when you don't have the energy for it, take a step back and come back later. Because the the work that you do when you don't have the energy for it, and when you've got a bad attitude, like coming from a girl who who deals with that often, the work that you produce isn't worth a damn anyway. So you might as well just wait until you actually have the uh, energy and enthusiasm for it.
1: That's great advice, Heather. So basically take care of yourself. You know, if you're burnt out, you can't be a shining light for someone else, especially if you're in a leadership position. So I, I love that. Thank you so much for joining us on dissecting success. It's been a slice. It's been a piece of delicious fishing treat. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, yeah. So thanks for joining us and rock on.
0: That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram
1: at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.